In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, passivity, being passive. Uh, how, how does that affect you if you are a passive person or maybe if you might be living or dating or be married to a passive person? Um, a, a, a lot of stories to share about this uh, uh, from my 30 years of experience in therapy, and uh, we're going to talk about it and, and what you can do about it if that is you or somebody that you know. And as usual, we're giving away my free hypnosis guide, which is available every episode. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What's going on, my friends? It is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Dave, where are we? We are. We're at the Detroit Shipping Company. We're at Podcast Detroit Studios in downtown Detroit at the Detroit Shipping Company. How many times could you say Detroit in a one lot. Sentence? I can yeah. do it a lot. Um, <laughs> Detroit, Detroit. Yeah, we can just add some more. Right. So yeah, we're downtown. We're hanging out. People are out and about. It's kind of cool to see. Um, I know after a lockdown for a year or or a semi lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's just nice to see people out. Yes, I mean, it is. People still being responsible, wearing masks and stuff if they're close. And yeah, it's it's it's, it's cool down here though. They, um, for those of you who are in the Detroit area, they probably have these in other cities too. But uh, they're they're these pedal 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 pubs, pedal pubs, mm-hmm. the, and and they're always right out in front here with a bunch of people on them. Yep, they're having fun. And they're pedaling, but they're, they're really not making it move. Right, yeah. It's yeah. just it's just for show. Yeah. But they have drinks, so good for them. Right, right. With me is Matt Fox. Hey, happy to be here. Yes, and happy to have you. Thank you, sir. So let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. That website is in, in, it's always kind of in flux or in process of being updated. And uh, a couple things are going to be updated on there soon that I will share with you in just a moment. So yeah, find me at MotorCityHypnotist.com. You can find all of our podcasts going back to episode one. And today we are on... 95 and 96, I believe. That's fantastic. Yes. Getting you creeping closer to 100. Yep. Creeping closer. You can find me on social media. Facebook is Motor City Hypnotist, as is YouTube, are both Motor City Hypnotist. And on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. And in your case, you're listening to audio as far as the podcast goes from, from wherever you're listening. Um, we are we do Facebook Live every Friday evening, Eastern Standard Time at uh, 5 o'clock. Correct. And uh, people hop in. They can comment, ask questions, or just kind of hang out and, and kind of watch watch this watch this magical thing go down live. Yeah, it's crazy. Watch the magic happen. Yeah, watch it. Well, you, you could get an in <laughs> in depth look at how it happens. Dave, if you look in the camera, you can hypnotize people too. Uh, yeah, I see. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. 
So yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, the important thing, wherever you're listening, as far as the podcast goes, if you're listening to audio, if whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, either subscribe or follow and leave a review. That would be fantastic. In mm-hmm. fact, that's probably the single thing that probably helps me out the most as far as getting exposure and getting more people into the show, which is ideal. And as usual, we're giving away a free hypnosis guide. That link will be in the description, as it always is. Uh, it's, again, a PDF I wrote, just kind of a breakdown of hypnosis, what it is. And um, today's episode, I got a sponsor. It's, it's brought to you by Empower Your Mind for Success, a hypnotic guide. That's my book that is still in the editing process. I know I teased this last week, but um, still being edited. Um, just waiting to get that back. And then I'm going to have to... Get read, rid of get rid of the red. Right, read through the yep, red. Get, get rid of the red. <laughs> correct it, and uh, yeah. So I'm 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 kind of pushing. I'm try, I'm kind of anxious to get this out yes. and uh, get it going. So that will be available to you, hopefully very soon, and it will be available on Amazon as a a, a paperback and also as an ebook, and you can also get it from your local bookstore. If they don't have it, they can order it. So, Perfect. Uh, that will keep keep a lookout for that. Now we'll update you as that comes. You know, as that comes up, fantastic. The other thing I want to I want to start to to kind of um, uh, offer, and although the dates are not in stone yet, is is if do you want to learn hypnosis? Do you want to be a certified hypnotist? Uh, I am doing a class in August of this summer, so it's a couple months away here. It's a week long class, five days, and you will leave as a certified hypnotist. And you can use that wherever you're at. So if you've ever wanted to learn hypnosis, it's something that interests you, you'll have a certification to do that. You get a certificate in the pocket you watch? You get a certificate. In the pocket uh, watch? I don't know about a pocket watch. That might be a cool thing to get, though. <laughs> or maybe just a cardboard spiral. There, there you go. That might, be a, that might be more affordable for me. <laughs> You can fold it out and just pull it out whenever you want it. Here's yeah. a loose leaf notebook. Have at it. Here, here's a post-it note with a, with a swirl on it. Just stick that on your shirt. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, I, I, again, I don't have the sign-up page. Um, the sign-up page is, is ready to go as soon as I, I verify dates. Um, but if you're interested in that, there are only 10 spots available, only 10 students, because I want to give attention to everybody to make sure um, everybody has is successful and gets what they need out of this class to get their certification. Right. Um, so if you're interested, uh, hit me up through social media. Probably the best way is through my uh, Facebook page, Motor City Hypnotist on Facebook. If you message me there and say, yeah, I'm interested, I will get back to you. Because, again, there are only 10 spots. And... Uh, as soon as I put it out, as far as advertising goes, those will fill up very quickly. All right, yeah. So if you want to, if you've ever wanted to be a hypnotist, here's your chance. Fair. All righty, here we go. It's time. That's how winning is done. This, this, this okay. So, so this winner. It's more of an experience. So this guy went through an experience and lived, and that's why he's a winner of the week. Uh, okay. But it's a very, it's a, it, it, it's really an odd experience. It's weird. Um, so I'll just give you the title of, of the story. Okay, because usually you say the titles usually give it I, away. I, the title always gives it away. All right. Um, yeah, I, because there's no other <laughs> way to, I, I'm trying to edit as I read here. So uh, a diver emerges unscathed from the mouth of a humpback whale. What the? Yeah. I'll just, I'll, let me just, re- <laughs> let me just read the story. 
In the Bible, God's unwilling messenger Jonah is cast into the sea and swallowed up by the Leviathan, where he spends three days and three nights rethinking the error of his ways before being tossed on Nineveh's shore to complete his appointed mission. So again, Jonah and the whale, biblical story, everyone knows it. On Friday, June 11th, 56-year-old Wellfleet, Massachusetts, on Friday, June 56, or something's not right in the, in the print here or in the, in the copy. So no anyway, worries. on Friday, June 11th, 56-year-old Massachusetts resident Michael Packard wasn't fleeing the wrath of the Lord when he dove into the waters <laughs> of Provincetown's Herring Cove Beach. Okay. He was diving for lobster. So, okay, so this guy's out diving for lobster in Massachusetts. Well, which is perfect. I yeah, because you to got find lobsters. You got good seafood in well, Massachusetts. Well, sure, yeah, too. you know. No, 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 uh, I, I, never mind. I was going to try to do some sort of Nantucket <laughs> accent uh, in the in the water, you know. But it's nah. Now you do can't do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing. Yeah, that so, did suck. Yeah. So bike. if I'm to understand, he was diving for seafood and he didn't know he was seafood <laughs> he was, himself. Yes, he was going to be seafood. <laughs> All right. And the story goes on. But in a straight out of Jaws scenario, like Jonah before him in one fell swoop, Packard found himself seemingly in the belly of the beast, a humpback whale's mouth. So the guy states, all of a sudden I felt this huge shove and the next thing I knew it was completely black. Packer told the Cape Cod Times. Wow. Of course, Cape Cod Times. This is all this is all like great. It's all like the, you know, In Cape Cod now. Cape Cod Times. <laughs> I could sense I was moving and I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Oh my god. Packard's first terrifying thought as he struggled in the darkness was that he'd been scarfed down by a great white shark. For sure. But it didn't take him long to realize the gullet in which he was uncomfortably lodged belonged to a whale rather than a toothy shark. <laughs> Uh, still, his prospects for survival didn't look good. As panicked as Packard was, the whale was more distressed. A uh, humpback's usual diet consists of fish, krill, and other small marine animal, mm-hmm. animals. Cumbersome humans are definitely not on their preferred menu. <laughs> so it's like, use the word cumbersome? It's like a, yeah, he just used cumbersome. So think, it's like a human, if you, if you um, I, I, I'm trying to think of something that would just be like, if you put a whole you know, piece like a whole steak into your mouth rather than just a bite. It would be like, oh, this is not yeah, right. This yeah. is too much. That'd it's be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, something's happening. It would be cumbersome for you. Uh, sure. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so according to marine biologists, the most likely explanation for the feeding faux pas was the medium-sized humpback dining on a school of sand lances on the ocean floor whilst moving with great momentum, unintentionally vacuuming up the stunned commercial diver along with his morning meal. <laughs> My goodness. This copy is great. Whoever wrote this story. Yeah. It's the fantastic. Word, the, yeah. He's got a way with words. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and they can, so whales can basically open their mouth through 90 degrees and unlock their jaw and have it just drop down, mm-hmm. which maybe I knew that. I didn't know. Um, so thrashing its head, the whale made for the surface in a major hurry where it speedily spat the gobsmacked Packard back into the briny water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen the word gobsmacked, gobsmacked. used in print. I, I don't know that I have. The entire episode lasted under a minute, <clears throat> but it was enough for Packard to see his life flash before his eyes. Of course. I was completely inside. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. 
All I could think of was my boys. Mm -hmm. Although he suffered a dislocated knee and a great deal of soft tissue damage Mm. for a lobster man who'd been recently ingested and disgorged (laughs) by a 25-ton marine animal, Packard survived the encounter remarkably intact and is thankful to be alive. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) So for Mr. Packard, who, uh, yeah, just uh, happened to hang out in a whale's mouth for a minute. God bless. (laughs) It's crazy. It's just it's just a funny, and I just love the writing in the story. I got, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna uh, the link to this will be in the show notes if you All just right. want to go read the whole story. I read most of it, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's just so well written and, and it has a picture of him in his hospital bed hooked up to the his uh, electrodes and things, and sure. he's smiling with his thumbs up. He's like, right. "Hey, I survived. <laughs> survived the belly of the whale or the mouth of the whale." Right. So yeah, Mister Packard, our winner of the week. Done. Dave, here's a drink for Mr. Packard. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers to that. But Dave, to quote Colin Mockery, yes, what he should have done was run around the whale and run out the back until he was pooped out. <laughs> Good one. That's, I can tell you've been watching uh, Who's 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 anyway? Is yeah, anyway yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's man. fantastic. So. Um, we can kind of say this is a good segue because Mr. Packard was really passive. I mean, there was nothing he could do. He just had to let it happen. Well, you have to. So, at that so point. yeah, exactly. So, so, but we're talking about passivity today. So being passive, or if you know somebody who's passive. Mm-hmm. Now, when I when I say that term, you, you know, you get the general thing of somebody who's just like, yeah, they just kind of just they don't care. They just kind of go along in life and just mm-hmm. they're just passive. They let things happen. So the. The definition, of course, you know, every word has a definition, is acceptance of what happens without active response or resistance. Or emotion? Um, see, that? well, we're going to get into that because okay. there, there will be emotion attached. And, okay. And I'll, and I'll tell you why when we came into it. All right. So, so I'm going to I'm, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories about uh, about past clients, and of course, confidential is always it's confidential as always. These are not real names; they're, they're not even specific locations of details. But um, but th- this is not an uncommon situation that I've dealt with in my th- almost 30 years of therapy mm-hmm. of working with people. I'm sure you've seen a yeah. few things. So, a client came in because her husband was just w- really withdrawn. So. I'll give you the typical story. They both worked. He would go home from work. He would go directly into into his basement, mm-hmm. start playing video games. Oh, you play video games until she had dinner ready. Huh? Dinner would happen. He would go back downstairs and play video games huh. until bedtime. Interesting. She would go to bed, and then he would never show up. And then she would get up and see that he's sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. And this started, this pattern started many, many months or even years ago. Hmm. And the first time it happened, she goes, well, why, why didn't you come back? She goes, oh, I didn't want to disturb you. This just works better for you. Oh, fair. Well. Yeah, no, not fair. It, it's, you know. So, so you could see there's just a disconnect here. There's no, there's, there's no interaction. There's no exchanges. There's no, I mean, it's almost like they live separately in the same house. In addition to that, she handled all of the household duties. She did the she handled the finances, the scheduling of the kids, and mm. all of their stuff. Oh, and in addition, they had kids, so he was absent from any wow. interaction with the kids in the evenings. Wow. Okay. So, so really, this guy was just separated. He just was. So, the big thing is is that he was so passive that 
that like when she tried to bring it up to him, he he would just be so agreeable and yes, and but nothing would ever happen. Uh-huh. It would just be like, okay, yeah, I get it. But the same thing would happen. He'd go still can play video games and whatever. So hey, this went on for months. Wow. Hey, Dave, real quick. Yes. Uh, somebody just commented on the whale story. Yes. Uh, Michael Dwyer, he said, hey, whale vomit is worth a lot of money. <laughs> Hope you <laughs> save some on the way out. <laughs> no. And I'm wondering, Michael, how would you know <laughs> that whale vomit is worth any kind of money? <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, great Odin's raven. Thank you, Mr. Dwyer. Appreciate that. Yeah, I just don't know. Like how? Uh, like how would you know? Like ah, oh, da 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 Like this in the back. What the fuck is it with you? Right. So that's good to know, though. So yes. if I ever if I ever, ever get some oil vomit, I'm gonna I'll save I'll store it. Yeah, yeah, save some. I'll yeah. carry a mason jar or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Excellent. Sorry to interrupt. So, Go no, on. no, no. It's good. So. So the the problem is at some point this guy the, the the my client who's a woman at some point she says well he told me now that he's seeing someone well he's seeing another woman okay how and, is that possible well but see that that was her point she goes I I don't know how he could be seeing somebody else he spends his all, every waking moment playing video games and so Are, is he really online, playing video games it was, in quotations it, it was an online it started online. Online, okay. So his video game time was really date. Night. Yeah, he, he might have been playing using a joystick, but it was not <laughs> on the. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> yes. Oh, great, Odin's <laughs> Raven. Beep 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 beep. Oh boy, boy, that escalated. Quick. <laughs> it did. I mean, that really got out of hand. R one, R one, R one, R two, R one, R one, R two, R two. Sorry, go on. So, um. So long story short, that, that and, and and this is this is just one story of of this this passivity in relationships where there's not an active, uh, like like the, there has to be some some activity, there has to be some effort, there has to be some some assertiveness in any relationship to go back and forth from both sides from both sides exactly. So, but now here's where it gets interesting. So she finds out that he's seeing somebody else, mm. and and again these are the I, I'm. I really this is about specific people, but but I've seen this more than once, the same type of response. So it is it is I'm telling you a story, but this has happened over and over again with clients that I've had. So now, first off, of course the the initial reaction is anger. She's mm-hmm. pissed off. Mm-hmm. She's she's, you know, angry. She says, What you know, what the what hell? have you been doing? What yeah. the hell? You whatever. But then she starts pleading and begging. Now here's the part where where she starts saying well, no, I, I, I don't want this. To, you know, we have kids, we have a family. I don't want to lose you. I love you. I, I'll do anything. And 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 this Joe's good. Not now. She's she's texting him and telling him how much she loves him and how much she wants him. And huh. and he's. But the thing is, as she does that, he he withdraws even more, because it's like, it's like too much. It's like Jeez. she's smothering him all of a sudden. Wow. And it even gets to the point where she said, you know, I I don't care if you see other people. I just want to, I want to be in this relationship. So so. It, it, it's it's that now we're talking about now passivity on both ends right he's he's passive because he's not involved in a re- relationship she's so passive she'll do anything to, to keep... make him to keep him wow. and and not see the her self-worth or value by saying well and, and i'm not saying it can't be reconciled I've, I've seen a lot of couples reconcile but really the the first the, the first reaction should be Okay, if you're seeing somebody else, then either you need to leave or you need to, to mm-hmm. cut it off. I mean, at right. that point, something something needs to be done. Right. 
But instead of that, now she goes into into that pleading and begging mode. So, hmm. and, and again, um, that situation, they ended up splitting up and getting divorced. Hmm. It, it, and sometimes there's a point in a relationship where it's just sometimes it's too far gone or somebody's or one partner or the other is not willing to put the work in. Hmm. Um, so that's one example. So let, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you another example okay. of, of something that happens quite often. Um, with regards to passivity. Yeah, with regards to passivity. Okay. So a couple comes in together. They're a couple. Um, they come in for marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, We start working through stuff. And, and the guy, right off the bat, the, the first session, she says, she says, I'm going to be up front. I've been seeing someone because he's just been – for years, I've been begging him, please, you know, be involved. Please, let's go out. Please, uh, you know, sh- she wants to be in, in interact and be involved with her husband. Sure. Again, he was like, all right, okay, but he was still doing his own thing. You know, he he would do stuff around the house, but there was no connection. There was no effort on his part to connect emotionally, mentally, physically. I mean, again, they, they weren't physical for many months or even years. Mm. And so she... F- she started seeing someone else and told him, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I want to, I want out of this relationship." Now, he's the one who breaks down and starts pleading and begging and saying, "I'll do anything. I'll start being good." And she goes, "Well, why didn't? Why does this have to happen to make you change?" Right. That's the big question. Why? Why did it take me leaving to make you realize that you needed to do something different? And again, that was a situation that ended in divorce. Hmm. Um, but at that point, it's it's. It, it's, it's that I'll do anything, I'll do anything. And the guy was passive, but it's also his, his responsibility. Or I'm not going to say fault. I don't like to use the word fault, but mm-hmm. he had some responsibility to know that he should, be, she, he should have been putting in more effort. Okay. So you can see that, that passivity, whether, whether somebody's done something against you or you're just trying to, to and, and this is not even in, in, in marriage or romantic or non-platonic relationships. This could be with friends. Yeah, this absolutely. could be with family members. Mm-hmm. If you're passive and you don't, don't take an active role in what's going on, it's, it's not going to be an effective and it's not going to be a good relationship. Mm. So there are a couple of things that, that I want to look at. Uh, the compulsion to rectify a situation. It, it's, it's that feeling that you have to grovel and become like that puppy dog that just runs along and mm. does whatever they want. What that does is it just totally destroys your own self-worth and your own self-esteem. And when you get to that point, you're, you're, not, you're not thinking about what's best for you because really at that point, you're, you're lowering your standards. Mm. You're, you're lowering your expectations. And that shouldn't be the case. You should get what you want and need. Correct. And by saying, you know, again, by bargaining and saying, well, you, you know, you can see other people. I just want you to be that that's, you know, that just doesn't just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. No. So the, so it made me think of, of a lot of of um, controlling in, in like passive relationships. And, and, and I see this a lot. Um, I was talking to Matt before the before the show started, uh-huh. um, you know, because I'm in the midst of my book right now editing. But I'm already thinking ahead of other subjects that I want to tackle <laughs> in books. I laughed out loud when you said yeah, this. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and in uh, and, and what, what and I see this a lot. It can go both ways, but men, I'm going to pick on you for a moment. I see a lot of just passive men, men that just, they just let life happen. They don't take control. They don't initiate. They don't take charge out of 
as a therapist, probably 70% of my clientele is women. And that's that's probably typical just because a lot of men don't seek out therapy, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's stigma or, or whatever. That's just the way it plays out. Mm-hmm. So I get a lot of women who are in bad relationships with partners who just are not involved. Right. They, 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 the, the woman typically, and again, this is not, this is a general statement. It doesn't apply to everybody. The woman's typically manages the, the finances, the schedules, the kids, what they need, the doctor appointments, the, the cleaning and laundry. And I'm not going to say that guys don't pitch in and do some, some chores, mm. but as far as management, it all falls on the woman. Mm. I mean, if she didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. And, and the guy gets used to that. It's kind of like he's used to having a mother. Right. <laughs> and I hate to put it that way, but... Uh, what in blazes are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just that they, they just assume the wife or the partner is going to take care of them, and they don't, you know. It, so, so, so that, that is... It's, it's just a recipe for, for, for a relationship to start going right. south. What did you call... What did you, what did you call the... You, you had said an actual uh, a thing about what is it that you need to grow? <laughs> when oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, so, okay. So the idea, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll throw this out there because I may run with it. And, and actually, if, if, you, if, you, if you listen to the podcast, comment, put a comment on Facebook if you see the Facebook Live mm-hmm. or, or catch me on social media if you listen to the, to the audio. I, I, my, my idea for my next book is Grow a Pair, <laughs> a guide for passive men to get what they want. Right. <laughs> and that's, I, I, let me know what you think about that. If that's something that, that you would look at and say, oh, I want to read that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Grow a pair. Grow a pair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just take charge. Now here, here's the other thing. Again, I have a lot of women clients and they manage everything. Do you, do you know, for, and again, I'm picking on you, man. I'm going to say it. Do you know what they, the women doesn't want you to go buy them a, you know, thousand dollar necklace or a, Ring. I'm now. I'm not saying they wouldn't enjoy that or want that. The best thing you could do, and and I'm 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 cluing you in, guys. Just listen to me. Just come home one day and say, "All right, we're going out for dinner. Mm-hmm. I want you to wear this. I've already taken care of a babysitter for the kids. Mm-hmm. You just need to get ready and get dressed. Everything else is taken care of. Make sure you do that at about noon during the yeah, day. Well, so yeah, well, yeah. Give, give, her time. give notice. Yeah. <laughs> But but even something as simple as that, I, I've 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 said this to, to to women in session. I asked that question. I said, "What do you, what would happen if your if your partner, your husband, came home and just said, hey, um, on Saturday night we're going out. It's all planned out. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You need to dress for this type of a place. Mm-hmm. What what would your response be?" And, and every single one of them would be like, "Oh my God, that would never happen." <laughs> She said that would be amazing. I, they don't have to think about it. Yeah. And think it, it takes the whole responsibility of being in charge off of their plate, and then you take control. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it's amazing if you if and guys, some guys don't get it. They'll and I've 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 worked with men in session. I'm saying try this. Just just do mm-hmm. this once and see what see what happens. Right. And they'll be like, oh my god, I, I you wouldn't believe that how how grateful she was. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that up. Get, get a clue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't shut me you up. You know, you said that, uh, you, you 70% of your, your clients are female or mm-hmm. women. Yeah. Give or um, take. I'm, I'm doing an estimate in my right. head, but, um, but I see a therapist. Yes. 
Every Friday at five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm here. Because you're here. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good for you, Matt. I'm glad. I'm glad we're here. See, and that's a difference. We do. We do therapy publicly. Well, where most people would not. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what laundry? What dirty laundry? I got it. I don't think it's. Uh, Kendra just popped in. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's uh, my uh, wife, Kendra. Yes, your beautiful bride. She said, "Men, it is simple. Make the bed." <laughs> Uh, you know what? That is something. I, I'm telling you, I nine. I'll, I'm, she'll probably argue with me. Or she may not. Majority of the times I make it. There are a couple days on the weekend where I'll, I'll just, I'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. But it's just something. But here's the thing, and and this is one of these things when I work with couples, it's not that much of an effort for me. Mm-mm. It doesn't take but three minutes, if that. No, not and, even. And if it's something your partner enjoys, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? But what if you're the first one out of the bed? Well, see, that's different. Yeah. Okay. Because typically, and she'll agree with this, the last one out makes, makes the, bed. the bed. Right. Got it. Yeah. And, and that's kind of all, you know, that that's that's probably a reasonable, a reasonable mm-hmm. request. That's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to continue to talk. We're going go to go to a part two because I got a whole bunch of other stuff still to share with you. So we're going to go in and I'm going to give you some facts about passivity, being passive, and I'm going to give you some steps that you can take. And I, I, I want to tease this because you have to come back for next episode. I'm going to give you some audio of one of the most controlling persons, people I've ever heard. It's, it's from a long time ago. It was on a talk show. Uh-huh. You want to hear this. It, it's it's going to blow your mind. Yeah, those on and, Facebook. And talk about somebody being passive. Yeah, those on Facebook Live, don't go anywhere yeah, people because on Facebook, another episode's stay. coming. Uh, and, and, and that, yeah, you'll, you'll love these, these sounds. I'm going to, this audio, I'm going to play for you. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. Facebook yep. live folks. Yep. So, uh, be passive and just sit there mm-hmm. and wait for us for a moment. <laughs> In the meantime, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.